Good morning, family. Today is the second Sunday in Lent. Lent is our 40-day journey from Ash Wednesday to Easter, from ashes and dust to new life and hope. Traditionally, we observe Lent by fasting as Jesus did in the wilderness. We give up something important to us in exchange for more time with God. Last week, we looked at Jesus as he was tempted in the wilderness. Today, we see Jesus in a nighttime conversation with one of the Jewish Pharisees named Nicodemus. Let's look at the gospel according to John chapter 3, verses 1 through 17. Are you ready? Hear the word of the Lord. After dark one night, a Jewish leader named Nicodemus, a member of the sect of the Pharisees, came for an interview with Jesus. Sir, he said, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. Your miracles are proof enough of this. Jesus replied, with all the earnestness I possess, I tell you this, unless you are born again, you can never get into the kingdom of God. Born again, exclaimed Nicodemus, what do you mean? How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus replied, what I am telling you so earnestly is this. Unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Men can only reproduce human life, but the Holy Spirit gives new life from heaven. So don't be surprised at my statement that you must be born again. Just as you can hear the wind, but can't tell where it comes from or where it will go next, so it is with the Spirit. We do not know on whom he will next bestow this life from heaven. What do you mean? Nicodemus asked. Jesus replied, You, a respected Jewish teacher, and yet you don't understand these things? I am telling you what I know and have seen, and yet you won't believe me. But if you don't even believe me when I tell you about such things as these that happen here among men, how can you possibly believe if I tell you what is going on in heaven? For only I, the Messiah, have come to earth and will return to heaven again. And as Moses in the wilderness lifted up the bronze image of a serpent on a pole, even so I must be lifted up upon a pole so that anyone who believes in me will have eternal life. For God loved the world so much that he gave his only Son so that anyone who believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. God did not send his Son into the world to condemn it, but to save it. This is the word of God for you, the people of God. So we say, thanks be to God. Nicodemus was a fine man. He was a good man, I'm sure. He was one of the Pharisees. He was a leader of the people and a member of the ruling body called the Sanhedrin. As such, he knew a lot about the Holy Scriptures. He was pious and devout. Nicodemus came to Jesus at night, which tells us something about his courage, doesn't it? Nicodemus was attracted to this man who was healing the sick and who already had numerous followers of his own. But Jesus' followers are not really Nicodemus' sort of people. Could he afford to be seen associating with them? Would Nicodemus, the distinguished member of the Sanhedrin, be ostracized or ridiculed if he were seen among Jesus' followers? Would it make him less effective and 
less influential if he helped the young prophet. So Nicodemus came to Jesus by night. Nicodemus started his conversation with Jesus on a positive note, didn't he? Hey, Jesus, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. Your miracles are proof enough of this. Jesus ignored the comment or the compliment. He saw the heart of Nicodemus, and he gave him a totally unexpected response. Unless you are born again, you can never get into the kingdom of God. In other words, I've been preaching and demonstrating the goodness of the kingdom of God, Jesus told Nicodemus, but you cannot see it unless you are born again or born anew. Some translations use the phrase born from above. The Greek word here is anathen. It means in a new way, but it also means from a higher place. So the different translations are all correct. You must be born again or born anew and or born from above. Nicodemus asked the obvious question. How in the world is this sort of thing possible? How can an old man, how can a full-grown man do this? How? Jesus referred Nicodemus to baptism by water, the baptism that John preached, which was preceded by repentance. By water and the Spirit, he says. And now the level of possibility rises from seeing the kingdom to entering the kingdom, from the things of the flesh to the things of the Spirit. Jesus reminded Nicodemus of what he already knew from experience, the feel of the wind on his face and in his hair. You know it's the wind, he said, but you cannot see where it comes from, and you cannot see where it's going. And it's the same way with the Spirit. Nicodemus still didn't get it, so Jesus moved to another level, to that of personal commitment. Jesus alluded to what already happened to his disciples, and it was his desire to see the same change happen in and to Nicodemus. It was a challenge to Nicodemus to make an open declaration. It was an invitation for Nicodemus to join the company of the faithful, to become a follower of Jesus. I am telling you what I know and have seen, and yet you don't believe me. Receiving the testimony is a decision that requires some courage and faith, like the faith that Abraham showed, the same faith that is counted as righteousness, according to St. Paul. The faith that allows one to see and to recognize the results of the Spirit, the coming of the Son of God who descended from heaven, only to be lifted up again on the cross. And this whole story concludes with the verse that Martin Luther called the Gospel in Miniature. It's probably the most famous Bible verse in the world, John 3.16. God loved the world so much that he gave his only Son so that anyone who believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Now, we don't know how Nicodemus responded. We do know, however, that he did not finally become one of the open followers of Jesus. He did not forsake everything to follow Jesus, but then again, Jesus didn't ask him to leave everything to follow him, did he? But here's what we do know. Nicodemus never stopped caring for Jesus, and he never stopped following Jesus. How do we know? Because John tells us that it was Nicodemus who, after the crucifixion, 
came to Jesus's tomb again at night and he brought 100 pounds of aloes and perfumes to anoint the body of the man who had fascinated him in earlier days. What Jesus saw happen in his disciples and what Jesus wanted to happen in Nicodemus is what he wants for you and me too. You see, it's not enough to be fascinated by Jesus. It's not enough to be a fan of Jesus. It's certainly not enough to know facts about Jesus. Jesus wants us to experience the new life that comes as a gift from him and from the Holy Spirit. You could call it being born again or being born from above or being converted. Whatever you want to call it, what Jesus wants for us is to enter the life of God's Spirit, to allow his Holy Spirit to fill us with joy and peace and love for one another and for ourselves. In this new life, which is a plunge into the faith that Jesus is the Son of God, where material things matter less, we encounter the one who came from above to show us the love of the Father and to give us the gift of abundant life. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Good and gentle God, thanks for the gift of life that you give us through your Son, Jesus. Thank you for the love that you show us even though we are unworthy and sinful. We ask for your guidance and wisdom as we seek to understand your ways and your will for our lives. Just as Nicodemus sought out Jesus in the darkness of night, we too come to you seeking the light of your truth. May we be born again in the Spirit, and may our hearts be transformed by your grace. Help us to live a way that honors you and brings glory to your name. We pray that we may not only know about you, but truly know you in a personal way as a loving father who desires a relationship with his children. May your love shine through us, and may others see your love and grace in our lives. Help us to be beacons of hope to those who are lost and in need of your salvation. Help us to be instruments of your peace. Help us to help others. Help us to love the things that you love and to be made angry by the things that make you angry. And now using the words debts and debtors, let us pray with boldness the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As always, thank you for joining me today. I really do hope these words were helpful to you. And if they were, will you like, review, and share this episode? If you leave a good review, it will help other people to find and to benefit from these messages. By the way, if you have a need or a prayer request, please leave a message in the comments section and be assured that I will be praying for you and for your need. Now, this week, your job is to love at least three people and make sure at least one of them doesn't deserve it, right? Because everyone needs love and everyone needs to know that God loves them no matter what. Remember, with Jesus, 
We always, always, always have hope. Now, receive these words of benediction today. May the Lord bless you and protect you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his face to you and grant you his peace. Amen? Amen. Amen.